0: hello and welcome to I'm going to call I'm just gonna call this episode two of the super real superhero podcast you okay with that yeah let's go with that okay well episode two uh and I said podcast I meant project I'll get this down the real superhero hero project um you're getting two shows back to back um and we decided to do this because they dropped the Joker trailer today uh on April 3rd this is Wednesday so this is when this is recording so everybody knows um and means we're going to talk about it, break it down a little. And then Zol wants to talk. we're going to talk a little bit about the end game, the last in-game trailer from a couple days ago too, which I have not seen because I've literally only watched the first in-game trailer. And then I decided I'm not going to watch anymore because I don't want any spoilers. Having said that, I don't fully believe that anything that they've shown in any of the trailers will make it into the movie because it's the freaking Russo brothers. Uh, and that's what they did with <laughs> infinity. That's what they did with infinity War. I remember when infinity war ended. I looked at Monica and I was like, did you see this, this, or this, or did I miss it? She says, Nope, none of that was in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um, yeah, and we'll talk about that too. So, and what's funny is because people will hear episode one, and we were talking about, oh, you know, whenever this drops, we'll do that. And then, like, literally, <laughs> two days later, we get two of the biggest trailers of the year and it's like all right let's go like i'm fired up i am ready to go i don't need coffee i don't need red bull (laughs) i am i'm ready i am all in
0: here's here's the million dollar question for you zol have you pre-ordered your in-game tickets
1: actually i just did the cool thing about it was uh the theater here they do like customer loyalty points and uh, i went to go get my in-game trailer i'm gonna have to like fake being sick or something for like, oh no, my tummy hurts. I gotta leave work for like an hour early, <laughs> or something like that. And then like magically have my Captain America shirt on and shorts and stuff. Like, oh yeah, my mom's gonna come take care of me. I don't know. But um <laughs> but yeah I actually went and I went to go get my tickets and they're like, oh you have five dollars off. Would you like to use it? I'm like <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, my uh, my wife signed up for the loyalty program at uh, we have B Theaters here in Lay Summit and I didn't I didn't rise like i always give them the the number because they asked for the number and i was like yeah i know she did it it's this and then me and my son went and saw i think it was when we went and saw into the spider verse and i me i got like this big bucket of popcorn drink combo and they're like you have 15 credit would you like to use it and i went uh yeah give me give me this for five bucks i will gladly take this <laughs> but the problem was then my wife looked at me and went I thought I had $15 worth of credit and I wanted to go see a movie. And I was like, uh, whoopsies. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Okay. So we're going to dive in with the Joker trailer first. Um, so first I got to ask you, what was your initial thoughts when they announced that they were going to do a walking Phoenix Joker origin story movie?
1: Um, my initial reaction was the same as whenever they announced Heath Ledger as the Joker in the Dark Knight, uh, years, you know, gosh, it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, but, but now it's almost close to over 10 years, close to, if not, um, I'm all in. I loved it. I loved the casting. I loved the casting of Heath Ledger. I saw a lot of people like, oh, who is he? Oh, he's had this movies and this and that. Because at that time he was kind of starting to get some of those uh, movies that just weren't panning out too well. But uh, I was a fan of it then. And then um, the thing that sells that has sold me on it was I saw Joaquin Phoenix in Her the movie where the dude's like obsessed with the voice on the smartphone and like they're into a relationship or he takes that far. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, it is good. It's worth watching. And so it's on my, whenever they came up with this idea of him as the Joker, that's where my mind automatically went was like, okay, I've seen that movie with, with her and he was very good in it. Um, that to me, I, I could see that transition. I could see him portraying the role depending on what the story was. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I was very excited and even the little bits that we've seen behind, you know, the, the filming and, uh, like the subway scene, I think there was one where he was running away from, um, like down a pizzeria or something away from the cops or something like, I was like, okay, all right. I'm digging this. And then we had the quick little 15 second snippet where he's dancing. And then the, the makeup comes over his face and then it's a black and then quick. And he's got the makeup on. It gives that smirk. Like, I was like, all right, all right. If, if I wasn't a hundred percent in, then I am now. So uh, really from the get go, I've, I've been very excited. Uh, And to see the trailer now in action, it's got me, it's got me just as hyped as the first time that I saw Heath Ledger as the Joker
0: so what's very interesting is the polar opposites we are here so when they announced heath ledger i was one of those people who was like the dude from all the teenage movies like the rom- rom-coms for teenagers i'm like i don't know how i feel about this um and I, I never really fully invested myself in wanting heath ledger as a joker until like one of the first trailers and i saw it and i was like oh wow okay i'll give him an opportunity i'll trust it, it was the whole trust in nolan mindset because i had already been a huge christopher nolan fan and i loved batman begins and so i was like okay just trust nolan trust nolan and i was more than rewarded um and now i'm also i'm a huge Walking phoenix fan so but i'm also a bigger joker person than i am Most people, well, most people who know me know this, but like probably in an almost unhealthy fashion, do I have an obsession with the Joker and Batman and the relationship? So when they first announced they were doing a Joker origin movie, I was like, fuck that. I don't want it. Go away. I don't care. I I didn't even care if it was, I didn't care if it was Heath, even if Heath Ledger was alive and they wanted to do an origin story. If it, I I didn't even, even if it was going to be Jared Leto, I was like, I don't want it i don't want an origin story take it away um and then they announced it was walking phoenix and i'm like man i actually like that casting but man i just don't want an origin story and then they showed that first clip where like you're talking about where the camera kind of pans in on him when he's just standing there and then it transitions to the clown makeup and that smile and that actually made it worse for me and i was like I don't want this i don't want anything to do with this i like i kind of i will give joaquin phoenix the benefit of the doubt because i like joaquin phoenix as an actor but i don't want this movie at all and then like within a month or two they started doing when they started filming and the clips started the the the, the leaks from the the um filming started coming out and they were like the scenes of him walking off the subway train and like the mob behind him and something about the way he was walking. There were a couple of stage pictures of him standing there with a cigarette in his hand and the, the demeanor of the way he was just standing there. I was like, see, that does kind of look kind of cool. I don't like the initial look that they, that Todd Phillips teased with, but I was like, man, okay. Okay. Calm down a little and then they officially said it was an elseworld story which anybody who doesn't know what else is um think different dimensions so you, you know, spider-man into the spider-verse is different spider-man from different uh universes elseworlds is a similar thing it's the mult it's the dc multiverse and this is not this is not canon joker it's a Joker story. It's an Elseworlds story. Doesn't matter in terms of whatever you might consider canon. That is the DCEU, whatever the DCEU really is. So I was like, okay, if you're going to tell me it's an Elseworlds story, I'm going to put a little more faith into it because it's Joaquin Phoenix. I kind of like the set leaks. I'll be okay with it. And that kind of calmed me down on it because I just, I couldn't get over the fact you're telling me you're going to tell me you're telling me that you're going to do an origin for a joker movie or a joker movie. That's an origin. And so I've just kind of let it go and I've cooled down over time. And then they did, um, they, they kind of started talking. It was going to come. And you and I were just talking about this on the last episode of, I'm like, they got to start showing something soon. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer to end game, but I'm like, you know they got to start doing something soon because it's supposed to release later this year um and then yesterday hey here's a teaser poster with him looking up in the sky just kind of like like he's just wild and free with the word just joker and just a normal block font and i was like okay he's got that look going that from the from the set leaks i'm okay with it and then they uh i got a little hyped about it because it's been a while I had settled on everything. So I was looking forward to it. Plus we started doing this, which kind of made me a little more excited for all comic book movies, if I'm being honest. And so then and that trailer dropped today and I had to watch it like four times in a row before I could develop an opinion. And I can't get over the fact, and I don't know if maybe you have the same disconnect, that the guy that freaking directed Hangover is directing what I just saw in this trailer. I just can't associate the two. Is that something that like came across for you?
1: No, not at all. Because I actually like the first Hangover, and I get it because the last two is the ones; those are the ones that people have in the taste of their mouth because most recent. But if you take those out, Hangover One is a solid standalone movie based on its own, and that's that's really where it should have ended. But I get it, Cash Cow got to go with with where it's at. Right. Um, so that that's the way that I'm looking at it. Like there are very very few directors and those directors um that can produce movie after movie after movie after movie after movie um that you know everything they touch turns to gold we're talking about legendary iconic right. game changer type directors that's not todd phillips um, it really isn't <laughs> and, and he hasn't yet given me enough to say okay you know forgiveness of sins but also too i really enjoyed hangover it was a very popular movie it was one that got bradley cooper on the map really helped launch his career and for as solid as that is to me that's where it's like okay um you know i'm i i like the one movie i think i can i i he's got enough equity in me right now that we can do this i i can buy in on this and, and go with his uh his vision and i know that you've had this conversation before with Zack Snyder who gets i believe too and you and i are both on the same boat here he gets a bad rap for the movies he's put together like man of steel one of my favorite superhero movies of all time yeah. um he was working against a, a lot of uh pressure to try to get the DCEU caught up to to Marvel Cinematic Universe. And and obviously that fell flat on the face. That was a high, high order for anyone to do. But going back to it, circling back around here, for as good as, as Hangover 1 was, I'm willing to forgive Hangover 2 and 3 to where this Joker movie has me interested to see what is his take what is he going to do with this and then like i said i saw joaquin phoenix and her and he was creepy in that movie and so you know it's i'm giving the benefit of the doubt to both of them in um in in what they can do with this and i think a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised by this
0: um you keep bringing up her which i haven't seen but i want to but uh, something else somebody else something else somebody said to me today or that i read on i think twitter was somebody had said that if you're not 100% sold that walking phoenix can be the joker that you never need, that you need to see the movie you were never really here And it would completely change your mind. And I've never heard of this movie, but I've added it to my list of movies to watch. Because I'm like, okay, you're telling me that this will sell me on Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker. Now, having said that, I've watched the trailer now, I think, ten times. And the trailer has me sold as Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. It it did. succeeded at this point in ways that I never thought that it could. And I'm actually really happy with that and surprised about that um so i'm i'm looking forward to it um you want to do a little quick breakdown of uh, just run through the trailer and talk about a couple of things
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah let's let's get started i feel like we we babbled enough about our thoughts (laughs) kind of an overall feeling of of the movie itself let's get right to the nitty-gritty i mean that's why we're here
0: Okay, so the, first of all, the song that overplay that plays over the trailer is an old Nat King's Cole song. That, I don't even think Nat King's Cole was the original singer, but his version made it famous. But the, the song Smile, uh, the the singer on the version that's on the trailer is Jimmy Durant. Um, but I liked it, and it set a really good tone. It was just, I, at first you're kind of thinking, oh, it's kind of a funny clown song, but the way they slowed it down at parts and broke it up over the whole course of the trailer and finished it off, I actually really liked it. Um, but here, I'll do a quick rundown of every all the scenes that were in the in the trailer, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the parts. Um, the, 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 it starts with him talking to a therapist, and it's the first time you see his his smile. And and I'll admit, right off the bat, I thought his smile was kind of creepy when, when talking to the therapist. Did you did you agree with that?
1: Oh yeah, because it's like you start to see that flash of whatever he's going through, like whatever that that first trigger. Like you see that first trigger in him, where that 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 um, metamorphosis is starting.
0: Yeah, uh, and then so then the the it's him monologuing over several of the scenes. The overall monologue in a line is my, my other my mother always tells me a. Sm- Let me try that again. My mother always tells me to put a smile. I mean, I think I typed that up wrong. My mother always tells me a smile and put on a happy, to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to, I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. And over this monologue, um, he's, there's clips of him taking care of a woman who at first I thought might've been a love interest, but she kind of pops up a little bit later. I think it actually might be his mom that he's taking care of. Do you think that's so? what
1: I thought, too, that that's the vibe that I got was that it was more of a mother figure that there's something obviously going on in her life to where he's now the roles have switched. He's become the caretaker.
0: Right. And um, so then there's a, a quick clip of him uh, writing in a joke book it says jokes at the top. Uh, the text at the bottom says people expect you to behave as you don't behave as if you don't uh and he's drawn a little smiley face in the in the capital letter of the o on don't um there's a part where he's he's dressed he's his job appears to be he's a he's a i don't know a pitch man is that what you would call that one of those people that stands outside of a business and like say hey come in here um, right i
1: mean the story that i'm telling in my head is that he's taken this role of a caretaker he's on on hard times i mean we've seen this before with um um the the killing joke where it talks about the mm. origin story there where you know pregnant wife trying to get a uh, comedian trying to make it you know i'm i'm kind of getting vibes of that where he's this caretaker trying to take care of his mother and um you know kind of hey we got to got to get a job he wants to be this comedian but we got to make money mom's not doing too well and it's tough to to pay the rent and jokes aren't paying it right now so I, i'm kind of getting that vibe right now that that's perhaps the undertone or maybe the foundation of the story.
0: And, and see, I think it was my association with the killing joke that made me immediately think it was his wife because I just, where my brain went and then it was like, okay, maybe, maybe it is his mom. And I do think that the more I've looked at, it, I do think it is a caretaker situation. Um, but he's, he's, so he's this pitch man and he's trolling one of these core signs that say everything must go. Um, and just so you know, for what I do for a living, I deal with core signs, at work all the time i see him i move them i don't help make them i have before in the past um they're not they're not real heavy but they're stiff and and i'm only telling you that this because there's a, while he's twirling the sign around there's a scenes where some teenagers kind of jacket from him and take off running and he goes off chasing after him he follows him into an alley and he's running full bore and one of the teenagers just Blindsides him with the sign right across the face and it shatters in half and he hits the ground and it looked like a vicious hit too and having messed with those signs I know that if you took one right to the face it would hurt
1: (laughs) I mean it was Uh, like we're watching like an old school like 90s WWE hardcore match with the sign the way that it hit It, it it looked painful even for me watching it at work
0: right like normally stuff like that in the movie doesn't phase me but for i don't know what it was and i don't know if it just looked like he was just running so hard and the way that the sign shattered when it went straight across his face and chest but it was like i grimaced like oh shit that looked painful um but they kind of make fun of him they leave him in the alleyway just writhing in pain and he walks away um uh, mon- another monologue begins talking about how Go- Gotham is going to crap and he notices it. There's a very interesting scene I found where there's a clip where he's sitting on what looks like kind of like a bench in a locker room. And you kind of see him from behind. It- it's iconic scene in a lot of Batman movies and television shows and in the comics that always shows Batman without his shirt on, like in the Christopher Bale in the dark Knight, there's a clip of him standing there without a shirt on and, and Alfred talking to him about um, knowing his limits and right. you just see his back just toward shit. And it's a very common thing that they do with Batman. And it was kind of the same thing with him. And I don't know if that was maybe after the, the little thing with the teenagers or what, but his back just looks like it's bruised, but he also looks very thin and sickly so it's kind of like is some of his issues he's got going on with him not only maybe the little attack that he got from the teenagers but also just because he's just a frailer not very sure of himself worn out guy like, well I mean you that- look at him
1: in the in the Joker incarnation in like the Injustice video games and you know it's not a bigger uh you know average build it's typically um a gangly thin string bean type of joker and even in the 90s cartoons he he was kind of a a more thin guy so this is um this is this is why it's easy for me to take that leap into saying okay this is the joker because for me this is the joker that i've come accustomed to playing as and against in the video games as of late and even the mark hamill version uh, uh in the animated series
0: yeah. Um so then it shows him dancing with the woman again who's at the beginning. And this is where I kind of really thought that and fell into the it's his mother role because the clip at the beginning of him helping her bathe um and dancing with or doing some other things to this clip where he's kind of dancing with her, she looks older. She looks a little more weathered and aged. So I'm thinking that's kind of what helped drive home that the fact this was, was a caretaker situation. Um, and then after that, you get the first shot of Zazie Beats in the movie. And it's it looks like it's going to be a love interest between him and her. Where they're Like they're kind of sitting in a diner and giving each other those flirty little smiles of, you know, and this is going good. Hers are like, look genuine and like happy. Like I'm really enjoying talking to you. His looks creepy still. Like yeah. I just. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: oh no, for sure. It's like, you could tell that he's, he's uh, socially awkward. It's very yeah. socially awkward and hasn't been on very many dates
0: yeah um the, there's this, this so then it shows him walking into arkham state hospital and this is where i think this starts telling more story bits um and there's a clip of him on an elevator with a guy who's strapped to a bed who's writhing appears to have gone crazy with just a doctor and some other orderly and i have a theory about who the doctor is and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um and then there's now and you might have to help me with this i've watched i watched a lot Trailer. i like watching trailer reactions i think like of them are genuine reactions. A lot of them are overly dramatic for certain reasons, just to try to get people to get watches. But like five or six trailer or five or six trailer reactions I saw, everybody pointed at the black guy that was like behind the counter or behind like the fence. And everybody said paper boy. So I don't know what I'm missing or who this guy is or what's he's from. But like they all knew who he was. Did you recognize him or know who that was?
1: No, no, I'm, I'm just as much in the dark as you are
0: okay yes okay i was just gonna ask you that real quick um but then so then so he's like there's something going on with obviously at arkham this which is a state hospital at the moment which if anybody knows from the past and this goes in my theory from earlier um in in the dc universe thomas wayne was a doctor at arkham hospital way before it ever turned into penitentiary and all that other stuff um so so yeah so it shows him with the in the elevator with the crazy guy um i think he might be visiting his mom here story-wise i think this is a later point in the movie like the, so like all the montages of him with the woman are like showing he's his, establishing his relationship with his mother and then i think something happens where she has to get put in this place and i think that's why she's there or why he's there is to see her
1: now see i th- i kind of go back to the beginning where um the the therapist i think he's on his way to to therapy because i go back to there where he's that's right you know it's it's good to talk to someone isn't it arthur right. like i i think this is where the movie begins
0: okay that makes I, that okay that makes a little more I, I always i keep forgetting that the first scene is him talking to a therapist um but the but then my theory of that guy being thomas wayne goes back to something else which i'll talk to again about here in a second um so and then there's there's a clip of him sitting at a comic uh, like a stand-up comic show and it's the first time he laughs and it's really funny because it, it kind of sounds like maybe he's trying to imitate Mark Hamill but at the same time it also sounds like he's just has a very weird high-pitched-esque kind of creepy laugh like it's unintentional and his, his guffaw is just a very out there laugh like but he kind of feels like he's pulling in a little bit of Hamill but not to the like Hamill would get like really into the hard parts of his laugh and it's not that it's just more a monotone laugh what did you think of the laugh
1: I really dug it I dug it because it's to me it was like um, uh, you know you go off to college and uh, you, you leave home for a while and then you come back <laughs> and sure, maybe some knickknacks are moved around and, and, you know, different curtains and the like. But his laugh for me as a Batman fan felt like home. It felt yes. familiar, but yet, as you mentioned, it had its own little unique twist to it. So um, like Jared Leto's laugh i was oh, i hate it i hated yeah. it so much but yet this this felt like home this felt like warm apple pie this felt like a grandma kiss on the cheek and then slapping you because you haven't called her in forever this this is why i was like because to me the the missing piece was the laugh and i think a lot of people are feeling that too because joker's look is uh very iconic but it's the laugh that seals the deal when you think of nicholson and romero and hamill ledger and leto like all of them have their their different twists and and thankfully they are you know their own uniqueness to them but uh you think about the the that's what seals it that's what makes the joker the joker is that is that laugh and um yeah that first little bit that comes out there um for me that was like the missing puzzle piece that that i was all in before but no one's going to talk me out of it right now
0: right and see so i appreciated that laugh but i appreciated it a little bit more later on um so from there it shows him applying makeup to like clown makeup to his face and i think i i feel like when the clip that shows him where he's applying the makeup to his face and he kind of sticks his fingers in his mouth and does the weird goofy like pulls his face up and a smile like trying to see how wide he can make his smile but then he lets go of it and it just drops into like a normal frown I think I think that might just be him putting his makeup on when he's getting ready for work because I don't think it was necessarily directed later in because I think that's kind of make part of the character building they're going to show is he's not happy doing what he's doing for a living even though he's trying his hardest to be and I feel like that might be because it looks like the same exact makeup he's wearing at the beginning when he's twirling the sign but like he's applying it and he's just kind of trying to get himself motivated and he pulls his face up in a smile and lets go and it's not there. And you can just tell it's like not what he wants and it's not what his passion is. Right, right. Um, but then after that, there's a part where he is in his, he's in a completely different outfit. He's got the same clown thing on his head and his face going, and he's just sitting on the train laughing. He's like on the subway by himself cracking up. And there's like three guys watching him that laugh while i liked the first one that laugh was the one that i really sealed it for me that i really was enjoying it because that one was like the first laugh was a genuine laughing at something because obviously he's sitting at a comic club this laugh was he's lost it he's sitting on his train and everything around him is just got to the point where it's all a freaking joke to him and that laugh that was the one that really got me uh, and then in that scene the three other guys that are on the train kind of ask him what what he's um what he's laughing at. And just a side note, when you get him, when we get done, I want you to rewatch this. So the 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 guys kind of beat him up afterwards and leave him there, kind of like from earlier in the movie. When it shows them beating him up, there's only two guys. When they first look at him and tell ask him like what his problem is, I swear to God, one of them in a quick instant looks like Ham from sandlot Like the the great bambino from Sandlock the oh, movie. Oh man. Like I don't I don't know, know if I like can watch that. I don't know if it was just a quick glimpse of like what I was like, I was like, what did I just see? And it it might not have been, but for some reason, I remember the last time I watched it before I was prepping this, I was like, surely that wasn't nah, but I just wanted to bring it up. I want somebody else to watch it and tell me if they see that. Um, So yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him again and he's kind of just laying there uh, except where, where he got the shit kicked out of him the first time with the sign. He looked like he was in pain. The second time when he's in the train he looks like he's like yeah this is my life whatever like he's resigned to it now and like everything's crashing down around him <clears throat> um from here a lot of random clips just start showing really fast and it, it's i think it's to show you him descending into the madness part um you see you see Nero for the first time who's a talk show host um, I I feel like I should know the character's name, but I don't. Um, which, it's it's great that De Niro's in this, because a lot of um, uh, comparisons this trailer's getting is to Taxi Driver. So, which I... I've seen only like twice and I really liked it and I can kind of see the comparisons. I need to watch it again so I can really get it. But I like the fact that Niro is in it. Um but um yeah, so it shows him playing as a talk show host. It shows him kind of dancing in his underwear like he doesn't give a shit, but he still has the clown makeup on, but he just has underwear on. Um it shows him uh, being looks like he's being thrown out of city hall or like some kind of uh big political event like when they hold fundraisers or something uh there's even a scene where he's coloring his hair green um and one of the the biggest things that they show and this goes back to my theory about why i think the the guy in the inside of the elevator might be thomas wayne is um there's a quick clip of him standing behind bars and or not him like behind bars like like he's in a mansion with a, a, a barred gate and there's a little boy sitting there and he's kind of reaching through the bars, like doing a, doing the same push-up corner, smiley face. It just seems so out of place with everything else that it can't help, but wonder if it's Bruce Wayne, did you catch that? Do you think that, or gosh, you know, and
1: I guess it depends because they talk about, um, you know, that, that there's a that TV host or whatever talks about um, hiding behind masks and, You know, I kind of wonder if Batman is already or if we're seeing a little bit of on the prowl. Um, So, I mean, I guess in that sense, like my first thought wasn't Bruce, but I I get it. I I could see that. And I always think of Bruce and uh, Joker closer in age than what this would obviously be close to a 20 year gap between the two. But but then again, you know. You you think about it, and and rarely do Joker and Batman ever go mano a mano. You know, man to man fisticuffs. That's not Joker's style right. with Batman, anyways. Kind of off to the distance, let others do the dirty work. So, um, I mean, Bruce wasn't the first thought, but but now that you bring that up, that that actually makes sense. It makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, and so which then my initial theory back when I thought maybe he was going to Arkham to see his mom was I had wondered if maybe something had happened to his mom at the hospital and he remembered just talking to Thomas Wayne and he's trying to get answers and so I thought maybe he was stalking Thomas Wayne and went to his house and that's why the kid is his interaction with Bruce uh, is actually Bruce and he's interacting with him but the, the, when you brought up the therapist thing now I'm just really not sure but I'm, I'm really interested it just seemed like a very random thing to place in the trailer of him pushing up the cheeks some random kid and it does really look like the kid is standing behind like a gated fence so which you would like cast iron gated fence to what a mansion is basically what it looked like to me um uh, then you hear his voice over the last couple clips his last his last monologue is um i used to think my life was a tragedy uh and now i realize it's a comedy um and then it, it really finishes his the whole trailer finishes off with him like finalizing his look as the final incarnation of joker and it shows him like with this really slow badass walk down just just a hallway in like an apartment complex or something but he's standing tall and he's very confident and um something that which i thought was kind of interesting because at the beginning of the trailer it shows him climbing stairs like he's on his way to work he just looks like his life is miserable and he's kind of hunched over and it looks like it's a fight to get up the stairs and this is just where he is in life and then at the end of the movie at the end of the trailer when it shows him in full joker garb and you could tell he's got the full attitude going the exact same stairs he's kind of dancing and singing and jumping down and stomping like he's just a completely different person and now is himself like the first incarnation of him at the beginning of the trailer is not his true self. And he's just living his life. And now he's found who he really is and this is it. And he's happy and he's just going down the stairs, but it's not like a happy. Oh, this guy looks happy. Go lucky. It looks like who the hell is this crazy dude who's stomping down the stairs and looks like a psychopath. So, um, I just, I, I at the end of it, I was like, Oh shit, I wasn't expecting this and I'm sold and I'm for this. Did you, did you get the same similar thing with the way he started walking down the hall? Was that like a really good setting point for you?
1: Yeah. It, again, it just for me, this is just all the build up to I guess my expectations of how excited I am for this and and where I'm I'm at with the direction of this and and I mean I guess my expectations have moved from eh to now it's all right. All right, it's, uh, I don't want to say I'm going in with high expectations because, I mean, really, we've never seen anything like this, so I don't quite know how you can have high expectations, but I would say anyone who had any fears about this, um, I'd be shocked. To see that. For me, I have fears going into it, but there are people, like I had a friend message me on uh, Facebook, uh, Allison, uh, she watched The Dark Knight like 20 times in college. Like she just kept going and going and going and going and going. She loved it. And uh, the funny thing is, is that she told me, she goes, I watched the Joker trailer and I don't like it. And I said, what, really? Why? I said, I'm, I'm all in. And she goes, it's not dark enough for me yet. I, it hasn't, it's, I want it to be darker. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I've even had someone else say the same thing that, that it seemed too, um, too peppy which I thought was odd. Cause I get this like dark vibe from this. And oh, yeah. I, I just think if people were to watch the movie her, so once her becomes like the number one streaming movie on Amazon, because I've mentioned it about 20 times here on this podcast, <laughs> I want my royalty check. They'll, I think they'll, they'll get a better sense as to where um, Joaquin Phoenix's ranges and creepiness. And, and you know, if you want darker and you want that creepy side, Watch that, and I think your opinion, and then go back and rewatch the trailer, and I think your opinion will change.
0: Well, right. Plus there's so much you don't really see happen. Like so there's a line where, uh, I don't know if it's a police commissioner or I think it was maybe just a news host talking about who would hide behind a mask and do these kind of things. Like, which makes you wonder, like, if maybe there's something on like at the, when he's at the hall or at the political event or something, or he shows up somewhere and just like maybe publicly execute somebody on live television or something like, and it, it there's so many things that can go wrong. And that's like one of the things that I've always been intrigued with. The Joker is it is truly a man who goes insane and it's, he's, and he has nothing to lose. So like the interrogation scene in the dark and night where, where he's trying to find out where Harvey Dent is. And he kind of hints at the fact that, well, Hey, it's not just Harvey you're looking for. Uh, it, it, it's also, it's also your woman and he starts beating the shit out of him even more and he's like he goes you have nothing you you have nothing to bargain with me i don't need anything i don't have anything i have nothing in life and that's the joker he doesn't he has nothing to lose and like no matter how he got there that's the fat. that's just that's how the character is and that's why noth- that's why he just doesn't care it's chaotic chaotic evil like because who gives a shit whatever happens happens he actually wants batman to kill him 9 times out of 10 in the way i interpret most any kind of conflict between the two characters like the like the, the, again back to the dark knight where he he goes like he goes, he goes, i don't hate you i need you i love you i need you to exist and and that's always been his thing and i'm like i think there's so much there i feel like they restricted what they've showed in the trailer And they were just showing you the mundane parts, but just enough of the mundane parts that you could tell this man has some mental issues and there's some collapsing happening in his brain.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 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 points that we're going to find in the story where where that transformation happens, that uh, that to me will be the truly dark and terrifying points of this movie.
0: What's and then another thing that's really funny is I kid you not, there were some critics online today that were saying, well, this movie doesn't look fun or family friendly at all. And I'm like, oh my God, why how would you why and how would you make a family friendly, fun Joker movie? They were like, how do you go from making Shazam to making this movie? It's like, well, first of all, two different universes. Um, still Joker, yes. Secondly, it's the flipping Joker. Like, how do you make a fun, happy Joker movie? I don't it doesn't fit the character at all right yeah exactly I, i get people don't like the tone that dc uses a lot in their movies because i mean that's a matter of taste like i i'll admit batman versus superman was pretty grim um but in my opinion um it had its reasons and it succeeded in why they were like that but like not every movie is gonna be like that like shazam got a lot of like oh they're changing their ways i'm like no that's just shazam you need to know the character that shazam movie that's the character and it's built perfectly around it the aquaman movie had its perfect tone for aquaman wonder woman had a perfect tone for that character like it's just like as long as they let the directors do it and another thing that i found hilarious was in terms of the directors and their style it's really funny that they gave james wan who has a horror background and um holy crap i forgot the director's name of shazam sandberg um who also has a horror background gave him two very light-hearted stories to tell um and then they took the guy that made hangover and gave him a dark, serious story to tell. It's like, it's very interesting because they're letting the creator or the director do what they feel is the right story. And as long as they trust and keep trusting in those people, like Pat, let trust Patty Jenkins to do what she wants. Trust James Wan, trust apparently Todd Phillips, who I didn't know he had this in him and then trust, you know, Sandberg do what he needs to do. As long as they let him do it, 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 Great things like this happen, and I, I saw like two or three trailer reaction reviews where somebody was like, "I don't know, I think this might be Oscar bait. Like, I mean, if they pull it off the right way, I can see this movie being an Oscar thing at the end of the year."
1: Oh, for sure, because it's it doesn't have the stigma of a superhero movie. Sure, it's got the stigma of a comic book movie, but this could be a psychological thriller uh, uh, into the human psyche. So I I I buy in on that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the the trailer for joker i'm i'm excited i'm not i'm still i'm not super hyped still because i still have reservations but i went from being yeah okay i know they're making it we'll see what they do to and i posted it on facebook i like to where now i'm like okay Warner, Warner brothers i'm listening continue show me more um <laughs> and, and and i was talking to somebody earlier today they're like i didn't know this movie was releasing so fast i was like well that's the difference between every other big budget superhero movie to like this or i would even say to winter soldier which winter Soldier is probably my top two favorite marvel movies they don't need the high cgi stuff this is just a story about characters doing things it's not about huge explosions the whole time and huge special effects they filmed the joker movie really fast i think they filmed it in like less than six months and because they just started it at the fall of last year and i think they had it wrapped by january end of december or january and so and then they were like yeah this is gonna release the fall of 2019 and i remember going well holy shit that seems insane and then i was like well they don't have to worry about capes and removing mustaches and blowing shit up i mean obviously i'm sure there'll be explosions it's the joker that's what he does but not in the terms of avengers age of ultron where you're completely uplifting an entire island and moving it so i mean so the 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 cap and everything is a lot lower and i think the expectations are also lower and it does have a very indie feel to it so i'm 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 on board warner brothers you have my attention just make sure you don't abuse it (laughs) (laughs) so um and then the other big trailer that was released was is it the is it officially the final in-game trailer or is it not
1: no it it, this is this is it i mean we're gosh by the time this this show hits we will be three weeks out we'll be three weeks out um until so there so there's no reason to release really with the way this marketing has gone for in-game there's no reason to release another trailer let alone probably tv clips i think um you know, what you see is what you're going to get.
0: I think any new TV clips are just going to be rehashing and reshowing the same footage they've shown in just different ways.
1: Oh, exactly. And so what I wanted to talk about here, because I was messaging you about this and, and I know we were going to talk a lot about uh, Joker and, and I was like, no, we gotta, we gotta mention Endgame because there's some things that stood out to me about it. But then you told me <laughs> that you have not seen any of the Endgame game trailers, which I get, um but even even knowing that 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 the russo brothers are russo rusing us with no i mean we don't know what film what footage is going to be in what's not it could all be in i i mean for all we know we haven't seen a single shot of the film yet they've done (laughs) such a great job with with this and in tricking us to where even i'm like okay i mean my honest opinion i think maybe we've seen only the first hour of the movie this is a three hour and two minute movie right. official runtime but whenever you said that you're like oh i gotta jump on and see this i'm like no 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 because i've watched this trailer about <laughs> 200 times already like here's how hyped i am for this Be- because the trailer was amazing i actually found because i'm a very musical guy i love the tone if the, the music for me sells the trailer and i actually found the music that they had in the final trailer uh, and added it to my Spotify playlist and I had it on repeat and I worked out to it
0: today. <laughs> nice, very well done. <laughs> so so so
1: for someone who, like yourself who hasn't seen but one trailer, you know, we we've seen this dark and grim we you talked about it with DC and their tone. We've seen this dark and grim world now where the decimation was just what the Marvel uh Marvel cinema's calling it now. It's not the snap, it's the decimation you know this is hopeless our heroes are hopeless Uh, they're down on their luck they're sad they're depressed and oh real quick real quick infinity
0: Infinity war spoilers so let's stop If for some stupid reason you haven't watched infinity war shit happens (laughs) but go ahead
1: (laughs) yeah okay yeah good point there but um (laughs) you know it has this tone that we've never seen in the mcu like it's like oh my gosh am i watching a dceu movie right now because everyone's so depressed but wouldn't you be here we are like jesus christ (laughs) yeah yeah it's like what's going on here shazam's upbeat everyone's sad in marvel (laughs) it's cats and dogs getting along (laughs) but so you know the thing that stood out to me and i think the three two or three previous trailers is that these heroes are hopeless there there is this The tone is set that, you know, we're going from the end of of Infinity War, and it is, things are not good in the world, and that's the way that it should be, and a couple of things that stood out real quick here is, is one, obviously, the tone. In this tone, it's the only trailer that I've seen that's been upbeat. It's the only one from start to finish where it's like, they're going to do this! They're going to kick his ass. We're going to win. We're going to get back everyone and, and this and that. So it's the first time that as a viewer, I actually feel like, all right, they're going to do this. This, this is going to have the happy ending. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think I'm going to be happy at the end of it. So <laughs> the tone is completely reversed from what we've seen before. The second thing that stood out in, I'm trying to think, the the really the only shot we've seen of thanos is from behind in that first trailer where the gauntlet is charred it's it's obviously been um used and i um and he's going through the field that's it we we hadn't heard him talk we hadn't seen him we've only gotten like three maybe three seconds of shots of him in this we get more we get this confident thanos back we get this full shot we see him we get to see his new weapon if you pause one of the the frames you actually see his new weapon and um so that to me stood out it's like okay so so now we get to see where he is where he's kind of like okay these are pests you guys are pests you're still here um so we actually get to see more of the bad guy as opposed to just being doom and gloom and like i said the music the music was on point as the kids would say these days i mean does anyone say on point anymore or on I,
0: I i i don't say on fleek but i do still say on point i also still say lit i'm a 36 year old man i don't give a shit
1: yeah I'm. I, yeah i say it's lit all the time uh, especially when i'm like oh, i've got candles like don't touch that it, baby it's lit <laughs> now that i'm a single dad um but the the music the tone was burnt was perfect it set that hopefulness we see a lot of shots that that are money shots some that I would have wished that we could have waited to see in theaters to see that like whenever we saw the avengers all come together for the first time right. like just that score was like oh yeah but um to me this this final trailer is exactly what we needed they've done a marvelous job in the marketing with this and i i'm excited um i mean i will continue to watch the trailers now and tell but the great thing is we have we've maybe gotten 10 seconds of new footage, if that, and it's mainly been all around the baddie and a couple of other uh, shots of, of our superheroes. But other than that, I can't tell you where the shots fall in. I don't know where, what is in, in this movie, my brain uh, and, and even the Roosters have admitted that the reason they cut these trailers the way they do is because we see the trailers so often. Now and we can go back and rewatch it that a lot of the times our brains put the stories together before yeah. we even go into the movies and so that's why you start to see oh well and that didn't happen exactly because we already have these expectations yeah. going in and Ooh. when it doesn't live up to our expectations um it we're, we're disappointed
0: right well we just did that with the Joker trailer I mean we just basically talked about what we thought the plot was and where it was going to go exactly
1: so so I I'm, I'm I'm excited for this if you haven't seen it if you're I mean if you've gone this far without seeing any of the other ones do yourself a favor and don't watch them because I think you'll get more of a payoff uh going in I kind of wish I wouldn't have but I I need my fix I need my in-game fix this is I'm so hyped for this. Like I said, I'm going to magically come up with the flu an hour before showtime and leave work early, which if my boss is listening, no, I plan on being at work on time.
0: <laughs> but, I, so, but I'm, so we'll- I'm
1: so excited for this. Like this is 10 years for me. Right. I think back to when Iron Man came out to this point now and how much I've gone through and I vicariously lived through these characters on the big screen. And for what, I'm going through in my life. There was a, there was a phrase that, uh, that was used in there. It's not about what we lost. It's about what we still have left. Like that, that hit home for me. And, and I think that's, you know, for me personally, it's like very ironic that that's how, you know, these last 10 years are going to wrap up is with this. And and I look through my life through that. And, and so that's why, You know, not only as a fan, but stuff that I'm going through personally. That's why I love the MCU, because in various ways, I am emotionally attached to these characters. That's why still to this day, I watch Infinity War for the 200th time, and I still get teary-eyed whenever, spoiler alert, uh, whenever Spider-Man passes away in in Tony's arms, like that father-son connection, or even Groot, Groot that that scene got me choked up and all he said was i am groot and we've heard that about 20 billion times and i still like you're right i am groot and um and so i i'm hyped for this in this trailer i didn't think it was physically possible for me to continue to get chills watching trailers or let alone an in-game trailer but just shivers up and down my spine from uh start to finish and and this is uh, that the tonality is great, the music's great, the message is great. This, this, I'm going in with high expectations with, I, with this movie, and I will be sorely disappointed if they don't achieve them.
0: I trust in the Russo brothers, that's where I'm at. But I'll tell you the what's okay. So, there are things I have seen. So, I haven't seen, I saw the first trailer, but I haven't seen anything else. So, here's a couple things I have seen. Um, I have seen the shot of Thanos in armor, I saw that yesterday. Or maybe that was this morning because because it's it's just it's just a frontal shot and he's got a helmet on and you can tell he's decked out in armor um yeah. i seen that um then there's something i noticed so the, a couple weeks ago they i think they released a television spot or something where it shows thor talking to captain marvel and The only reason I saw the clip was because I was trying to figure out what the hell this meme was going around because the he there's a shot where she's standing in front of him and he's got his hand out and somebody they just people just started having a field day with the shit he was holding in his hand. Like there were some people like where he's holding the Taco Bell burrito. There's some people (laughs) where he's holding (laughs) <laughs> He's holding, like, a, a cat. Like, somebody just paused it perfectly and just placed whatever they wanted in his hand. So I watched the clip to see what the hell I were. I'm like, I need context. I need to know where this came from. So in the clip, there's a, where he does that, Mjolnir comes flying into his hand. And he says, like, I like her or something. And then today, I saw on repeat, like, a gif somebody had made. And it was the fucking ax from infinity war. And I went, God damn Russo brothers. You don't know which one it's going to be like, what the hell? Like, I don't know.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, even go back and, and watch some of the, the, the trailers back in infinity war. And when they were on Titan, Thanos had his, his hand up with only two, two of the stones. But yet at that time of the movie, he was missing all but two. So, I mean, they do. And then also he, um, in the trailer where he punches captain America, he only had two stones, but in the movie at that time, he was down to one. They, the attention to detail in the, the marketing. is just as a marketer, it's absolutely amazing. I, I love it. I love the mind games. I love it that I have no idea what's going to happen yet. Um, but i'm excited like i said i'm i was excited to save five dollars on my ticket whenever i bought it today but it that i will be like a kid on freaking christmas eve the night before Endgame comes out
0: yeah i'm so i'm really looking forward. i was just discussing it with my wife so we we've seen and i don't know if i said this in the last episode we've been managed to see not only every avengers movie but every big budget Studio has released some kind of movie on our anniversary weekend for the last like 10 years, it feels like. And we that's how we've spent our anniversary. Well, like at the end of Infinity War, my wife was like, When's the next one come out? I said, I think this weekend next year. So we were super excited. But our anniversary falls on like a Monday or Tuesday. So the movie comes out before our anniversary. So I said to my my wife today, I'm like, So have you decided do you want to do our anniversary dinner with the movie the weekend before? Our anniversary, like the weekend that Infinity or the end game comes out, or are you wanting to do it the weekend after? And I kind of had this like, please don't say after look on my face and she's like i don't know why i'm like because i don't want to fucking sit and try to avoid spoilers from in game for an entire week like <laughs> i would really like to figure out how to see it within the first 48 hours of opening so and i think we kind of have a plan figured out on how we're going to do that but i was like freaking out at the thought that i would have to wait an entire damn week to see the movie but she was like no we can figure that out that's not a problem <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah i'm hyped uh, both trailers good to go and I'm, I'm glad we got this podcast to uh to talk about it
0: Yeah, I'm this. I have lots of high hopes for us in this podcast. I know this is only our second one. Um, Something that uh, um, I don't know if we got caught off when we were recording our first episode. I think your computer might have died at the end of it. Yes. yes, Uh, uh, So, real quick, I wanted to tell you I'm working on trying to create some openings for the show, and I take people's suggestions here. Um, I want to do an all DC quote opening with some music under undertoned of it i want to do an all marvel one but then i want to do a mixture of all kind of comic book movies for our normal one and then like if we have a dc heavy show maybe do that one if we have a marvel heavy show do that one um but um so send me suggestions which on social media sub twitter account today it's at the wow my brain just shut off it really just did (laughs) first my computer
1: now your brain what's going on yeah
0: well you know i've been up for going on uh, i feel like 20 hours at this point um my kid my youngest got into our bed last night he hasn't slept in our bed in forever but for some reason he got into our bed last night and i always sleep like garbage when he gets into our bed and because i'm like he's not that big and so even at six years old he's just kind of skinnier and everything else but Man, he kicks me in the back. He does all sorts of shit. It's so frustrating. Um, but okay, so I, I created the Twitter today. It's at the RSH project. Um, we're going to be setting up a YouTube channel, uh, which will also have the same. It'll be because it's connected to the same account. Um, and on, you can also follow me directly on Twitter at Um, You are going to have access to the Twitter account, but I don't know how much you'll be on Twitter. You've, typed, you've taken a Twitter hiatus.
1: Yeah, yeah, Twitter just it lost its appeal. Maybe this might drag me back in. We'll see. Maybe okay. maybe this will uh I'll be the hawkeye of Twitter. Maybe just kind of like <laughs> drag me back in. I don't know.
0: There we go. So um so if you want to reach us on social media, uh, on Facebook, um I have uh, PNC Network is the name of the Facebook page that all things from the PNC network will be on, including this. Um pizzaandcookies dot com. Uh you can always comment on the shows. And then um You can hit me up on Twitter at PSAPrez or on at the RSH Project. Um, I'll remember that at some point. Um, Also, the email address is the RSH Project at gmail.com. Send us an email there. Um, We can talk to you about that. So, yeah. Yeah. we want some fan interaction. So let us know. And as always, um, on whatever platform you are listening to us in terms of podcasting, um, rate us, give us comments. It's how it helps get circulated more and people see more of the content. So exactly. Sir, it's good fun talking about this stuff. We'll get together here soon. Get our, our, what was supposed to be our number two show, our number new number three, and we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. I'm excited. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right but